This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hello, everybody. Today, we have my friend, Mary Ricciardi, who is the owner of Warrior Strong Wellness, and that is at warriorstrongwellness.com, which is a supplement company. Um, And Mary shares her story with us. Kelly, this was a really powerful interview. What do you what do you think about? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was so awesome that she was able to share her story with us. I mean, just talk about girl power, right? Um, Being a mom of four, being an entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. And the amount of projects and, you know, businesses that she's been into or non-for-profits and also just sharing with us like a very personal story and the trauma of losing her son. Yeah. And, and that being a catalyst for her to create a company that donates its proceeds to, um, help. Yeah. Cancer um, research for children. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. St. Baldrick's foundation. Um, her company has, um, given almost $50,000, um, to St. Which is incredible. Yeah, it is. It's pretty powerful. And so, um, so, so, uh, give it a listen and be prepared, um, to hear, you know, an, an incredible, powerful force, um, and, uh, and, and hear some of Mary's story. Well, thank you for, for choosing to, to come on and just share your story with us. Absolutely. Um, I'm at Mary and my reformers Pilates class and Mary just exudes positivity and positive energy. And um, we would be talking about things. I know we share a passion for um, gut healing and gut health. And also Mary's daughter, Cassidy, is our social media manager. Oh, um, uh, just, you know, to let everybody know that. But thank you so yeah, much. She's for awesome. <laughs> and um, we wanted to kind of just hear, um, you know, a little about your story. Mary is the owner of Warrior Strong Wellness, a supplement company and um, I, which I use, I, I love the collagen and you, you've got me sold on ashwagandha. I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but um, we wanted to hear a little bit about your story, um, kind of how that came about. And um, so we'll kind of start there. So how long have you, have you had Warrior Strong Wellness? Um, Warrior Strong Wellness was kind of birthed um, in 2017, which was a year after I lost my son to childhood cancer. And um, it gave me a reason. I just kind of wanted a way to um, give back to childhood cancer research. And I also wanted to create a supplement line that... um, you know, didn't have any junk in it and that I could recommend to clients and, um, take myself because I would have trouble finding, you know, supplements that didn't have gargum and all the different Mm -hmm. additives and preservatives and junk in them. And I was just having a hard time finding those and those really affect my stomach. So, um, yeah, I wanted some way to do that. And in the, you know, in the past, I was always in the wellness field. I have been um, a lifestyle expert um, for many, many years, uh, like about 12 years, I think. And um, it was always, you know, working with clients, life coaching. Um, at one point, I was a, a fitness trainer. I don't do that anymore. But um, and there would always be people asking me, Mary, what should I take for this? What should I take for this? Right. And I would have a really hard time finding supplements that I really felt good about referring. So I decided 
my husband actually helped me decide since it was only so close after my son died. Um, I was extremely, for obvious reasons, in a bad place. My, my gut was a mess. It was, um, you know, my head was a mess. I was still in fight, you know, fight or flight mode. Um, but I thought, well, maybe I'll, you know, look into developing um, supplements that actually will help myself because I need some help. I need some help with my gut. I need some help with my mind. I need some help with my brain and the whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I just thought if I need that, at least some other warrior moms might need that too. And maybe other moms or other people will just benefit as well. So that's what I kind of set out to do is finding supplements that help with primarily gut health, immunity, and longevity. Um, I'm almost 52 years old and, you know, it's not getting any easier, you girl, <laughs> you know, it's really hard to like stay, you know, in that have vitality. And I don't want to not be able to do exercising and not be able to do things as I get older. So my supplements just really help with all of those things. Like I said, you know, the longevity part of it, the joint health, um, which we can talk a little bit about, but, um, the gut health was primarily my first my first thought was like, my gut's a mess because I've been through so much trauma and between my brain and my gut, it's all, you know, connected. Um, so that is why I thought, you know, let's just start with that. And um, so my first two products, the first one was the bone broth collagen, which primarily helps your gut health. It helps with bone health. Um, just complete vitality. We have like 85 year olds that are hiking, <laughs> you know, because they couldn't before because they were having a lot of pain. Um, and then the second product we had was ashwagandha, which I know you touched on a little bit, Jessica, um, which was is primarily life changing for me um, because it, it just changed my life. I mean, those two supplements alone between helping with my gut and my mind a little bit. Um, really seriously changed so much for me. And um, the, the ashwagandha is crazy because I looked into it and I thought, you know, what is something I can do that's not a medicine, you know? Um, and it was what came up and I really researched it, excuse me. And I realized um, you have to take a certain amount. You have to take enough ashwagandha for it to work, especially if you're I guess in that stress response where I was, you know, okay. but we're all pretty much been in a stress response for a while now, especially yeah. since the pandemic. There isn't anybody that isn't in a stress response, I think, on a daily basis. It doesn't, it could be a really bad stress like I was going through, but I'm just saying, like, that's what Ashwagandha does. It's an adaptation. Does that help, help reduce your body's production of cortisol, the stress hormone? It helps balance it. Okay. So the coolest thing about an adaptogen is that it actually, the reason it's called an adaptogen is because it will adapt to what you need. So if your body is like your cortisol levels, let's say you wake up in the morning and you're just exhausted and then you go to bed at night and you're wired, that's a huge sign that your body is in the wrong kind of cortisol balance. So you should be flipping that, right? So I always recommend to our customers that they take it twice a day. The reason being is that it regulates throughout. So it kind of, you need to have it twice a day. You can't just take it in the morning and expect it to do as much as it would 
if you did it twice a day. So I personally take two of our capsules in the morning and two at night, um, 2,400 milligrams of ashwagandha. You can take a lot of ashwagandha and a lot of people will say, I tried that. It didn't work for me. Well, that's because they probably were taking it inside of another supplement where it had like 150 milligrams. Okay. And I've found um, that most people need a quite a bit amount. So that's what, um, that's what we recommend is, you know, someone, unless they're really, really, you know, tiny person or something, but I found that, um, you know, one to two pills in the morning, one to two pills at night work great for most people. For myself, I take two in the morning, two at night. And in the morning, I usually do it a little bit before my workout. And that's going to give you a little bit of a boost of metabolism as well and give you a little more energy, but not like the energy where you're like bouncing off the walls or anything like that. Just like make kind of like an overall peaceful feeling. And then um, in the evening, I take it about a half hour before bed. And that's going to help you to calm down to release some, some stress hormone, of course, and get those cortisol levels balanced and help you to sleep and rest well. We both started, like we both worked with functional providers and started taking a lot of different supplements. And we were taking the cortisol manager with some ashwagandha. Kelly, are you taking any ashwagandha or? Well, I take the cortisol manager, but now I need to look and see, um, I don't know how much, how many milligrams the ashwagandha is in there. I think it's yeah. like, I mean, it just depends on you. Everybody's okay. different, you know, so you want to just look into it, but ours is the organic pure ashwagandha. And then it of course has the biopurine in there, which is a registered trademark of the black pepper extract. And that's another thing. If it doesn't have that in there, it won't absorb into your body properly. Okay. And so you need to make sure that in certain supplements, that one being very important that you have the black pepper extract in there, because if you don't, it won't even absorb into your body. You'll just, you'll just urinate it out. So um, it's, that's another thing to think about. If you're taking a, a supplement that has a, several different things in there, if they don't have something that makes, helps it absorb. It's not bioavailable. Not gonna be, Got it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Mary, you talked a little bit about um, for a lot of your um, clients, like it helps them sleep. What are a lot of the benefits that you've seen, even what they've experienced in terms of taking ashwagandha? Well, I, first of all, sleep for sure. Um, just feeling like an overall sense of peacefulness mm. in throughout your day, um, less chaos, less stress response where, you know, you tend to react instead of just be like, okay, let me take a minute, <laughs> you know, cause if you're in that fight or flight, which is what I was in, um, and, you know, still get in sometimes, uh, I think that, you know, there's days where I've taken even an extra one because I'm just having a lot of problems, maybe, you know, especially in the past before I did start taking, um, doing therapy for EMDR with one of the reasons that it helped me is, um, is the, you know, the, I guess the life changing thing for me was that it helped me with my grief. So, um, when someone's experiencing grief, when they're experiencing, you know, something like a trauma or some kind of a major stress release, a stress problem that's, you know, more than just, you know, oh, I'm stressed because my work day was bad. So there's different ways of your body handling things. And, um, you know, I've found that it, it's just very important to like realize what your, um, what you, what you need. So somebody can call me and talk to me about it, but I found that I needed a lot more than most people at first, you know, like I had to take it twice a day, but I still take two in the 
two in the morning, two at night. So I don't know. I guess it just matters on the person too, you know, but they can get all kinds of benefits. You know, there's even um, some results in people trying to have a baby. You can get fertility help. Um, however, it's not best to take it while you're pregnant. So um, just because they found that it can, um, you know, yeah, it could cause miscarriage or something like that if you were if you were pregnant. So that's something obviously, you know, we would tell someone to stop it right away or um, a diabetic, for instance. I mean, any time you take a supplement, you always want to ask your doctor, especially if you're taking other medications, because um, it can have the ability to lower some blood sugar on people. So you want to be really careful of that um, as well as like if you're taking any other medication, I would recommend not just for my supplements, but any supplements that you decide to take, you want to make sure that you ask your doctor first and just bring it in and or send them, you know, a picture of like what the ingredients are and say, hey, can I take this? I've had no problems. I mean, most of my customers, some of them are on medications and they've all been really good, but you just never know, you know, so it's always good to ask your physician and see what his, what his thoughts are on it. You know, and what about you, the bone broth? Sorry, Jess. Um, what about the bone broth um, supplement? So we have we have a bone broth and we have a multi collagen. Um, okay. The bone broth, call it. It has bone broth and collagen in it, um, uh-huh. both bovine. And I found that the bovine bone broth collagen works best for the gut. Um, it's just tends to and um, autoimmune type stuff. It just helps with pain. Um, have a good friend that actually had like problems with her back for years and she it helped her with that i mean it's kind of weird it's like certain things you know just help people wounds wounds that don't close sometimes it will help with that um but the gut it primarily heals and seals the gut and it takes some time to do that if you take it on a regular basis um it will help with that so if you have a tendency um, to just either have two, two issues. Sometimes people go to the bathroom too much or they, they can't go to the bathroom with constipation or something like that. They, they may, they may have what's called a leaky gut. Um, and so the leaky gut is, is interesting. I guess the best way to explain it in a layman's term is if you think about like having like a fishnet and you throw some little, maybe like some little balls in there, like, uh, like, ping pong balls and they, they fall right through the net. So that's what happens when you have a leaky gut. So if you do, then you're going to eat everything you eat. You're not going to absorb those nutrients properly. So um, it's really important that your microbiome is healthy. And I mean, they, they've been doing tons and tons of research on it now. And that is the one thing that, that can really cause and trauma can also cause problems with leaky gut, not just, um, what you eat, or maybe, you know, you're eating, you're drinking too much diet Coke or whatever. I mean, there's so many things that fall into place with leaky gut or like a uneven microbiome. It could be sugar. It could be the foods you're eating, but trauma I've found has a big, huge, huge part of that because, you know, it's, it's extremely, um, you know, we all say, well, I get a gut feeling. Well, that's the truth, right? If we're having issues with our brain and we're having issues with our emotions, it's going to start to happen in your gut. It's going to make your, you're going to have people, you know, little kids will say, I have a tummy ache. It's the same. It's, It's like your body has a tendency to just react in that way. 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it go, it's, it, it's, it's vice versa. Like research shows our brain impacts our gut and our gut impacts our brain, right? So yes. a, a poor gut health can cause anxiety and depression or like you're Absolutely. saying a trauma can cause leaky gut. Just how you, our, our gut is also called, you know, the second brain. And yes, um, absolutely. And I mean, and the main reason that is, is because of the vagus nerve. So I don't know if you've heard of that, or if you're, um, your listeners have heard of the vagus nerve, but it's super important because it runs from the brain all the way down to the abdomen. So um, the vagus nerve's purpose is to link the brain with other parts of your body. So everything like sensations, like um, touch, sound, taste, all originate with, from the vagus nerve. And as well as your throat, your heart, your digestive tract. So that's why the brain gut, they say your, you know, your second brain is in your gut because damage to the vagus nerve is tied to like a wide range of issues from troubling with swallow, trouble swallowing or heart rhythm issues um, and mainly digestion. So that's why it's so important to heal your gut, because if you don't, then um, you're going to have a lot of issues because the biggest nerve also makes up the largest um, component of the body's parasympathetic nervous system. And the parasympathetic, I always have a hard time saying that, (laughs) the parasympathetic nervous system is a part of the automatic nervous system that controls all the functions in the entire body at rest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's why, you know, sometimes we think, oh, well, it's, the sympathetic nervous system that controls our fight or flight response, but the parasympathetic nervous system controls the body's rest and digestive functions. Mm. So, you know, and ideally if you're managing stress correctly, then you're going to be working great with your, with all your nervous systems. But if you're not managing stress correctly, And, you know, then you're going to have a lot of issues. And I know that I'm sure that you guys know more than me, but I've heard and read that treatment for depression, post-traumatic stress disorder and inflammatory bowel disease has all been, you know, linked to having a proper vagus nerve connection there, you know, so they're starting to really realize that trauma starts in the gut and it, you know, it's kind of like a correlation between the brain and the gut. So that's why um, it's so important to take care of our gut. And um, we have several products, like we have a greens product and a multi-collagen that all kind of go with that to detoxification and the gut health, you know, um, and those, those supplements are all really good for you. But, um, you know, you also, I found that, you know, other things help too, you know, with that whole system, like in our systems, systems are trying to, you know, feel better about ourselves all the day, all day long. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fighting against you. That's why they call it fight or flight. Um, but the supplements have helped me tremendously, but also just eating well, help tons, you know, just the basic stuff, like moving your body on a regular basis. Um, you know, supplements, of course, and reconnecting with nature, I think is awesome to go out for a nice walk and like breathe in the air and look at the birds and, you know, taking a moment and just being like, okay, you know, I am, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know? And then two things that helped me tremendously was, um, doing diaphragmatic breathing, um, breathing exercises. And, um, then like I mentioned, EMDR therapy. 
So those are the things that I've found that, you know, just helped me to heal through these last six years since my son passed away, you know. And EMDR is a brain-based intervention. I know, Kelly, are you familiar with EMDR? No, I'm going to go with Um it, so it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. Um, and I am not, I am not trained in EMDR. I actually am trained in brain spotting, which is um, another brain-based therapy, but basically our brains have neuroplasticity. Our brains have quadrillions of connections and we have the ability to change the mm -hmm. connections. And so with these brain-based interventions and brain-based therapy is we're trying to reprocess, right? Reprocess, um, particularly the trauma for EMDR and for brain spotting as well. Both of them were created to interventions to reprocess trauma. Um, and so what had you, so so it sounds like, Mary, I relate so well because anytime anything happens to me when I have a trauma, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I had a miscarriage and we were really devastated. Um, we lost the baby and I started training for a half marathon. I'm not kidding you. I think it was like 48 hours after I had a procedure and I'm like, what it happens? And I look back and I just like dive into things. And I, and it's like, now I have to be very aware. Like when something happens, like take a minute are we processing this are we living in it are we pro you know what i mean and so it's like you you know you're already passionate about health and wellness and you're looking at ways to heal yourself from within you start your own company you dive in and then like and then it's like wait you know um there's still so much grief right there's still so much grief to to reprocess so what had you choose emdr well so my son Cooper had childhood cancer and he was sick from the A. He got, he got sick when he was 15 and um, he passed away when he was 18. And that was um, three and, you know, three and three months or whatever years of what I didn't understand at the time, but constant trauma, constant PTSD. And so even though uh, he had passed and I, I knew, you know, probably about three months before he did pass that he was going to, I didn't, I guess I didn't really realize it wasn't like a sudden thing, but I still didn't think that he would ever die. And I think what happens is you hold a lot of that in your subconscious mind and you just kind of pack it away. Like I can deal with this. I can deal with this. And granted, I had three other children to deal with my husband and everything. And so he and I had been away um, at the end there out of, out of city, out of the city. We went to um, city of hope in California, you know, cause I just tried everything to save his life, of course. And so it wasn't just the stress of taking care of my son who was very sick. It was also the stress of knowing that I have three other children at home that, you know, my husband's working and everybody was trying to pitch in as best they could. So there was just so much in some ways guilt for my other kids because I felt so terrible that I couldn't take care of them. And there's always the thing where, you know, I'm a mom, I'm supposed to take care of my kids and mine died, you know, mine, mine didn't make it. And I know I can't blame myself for that, but there is, there's all this underlying trauma that starts. in. so I tried to talk to a few therapists, but nothing really worked. And a lot of times they would even seriously be so honest with me, like, this isn't going to get any better. 
<laughs> and that was okay because at the time it was so fresh and I was just a mess, you know, but then um, my daughter actually tried EMD therapy because she was also struggling so bad. My oldest daughter and um, Cassidy, the one that you mentioned um, before that does my our social media and she she got a lot of help from it she was also she was also involved in um when vegas had that terrible shooting at the um mm-hmm. you know country concert route 91 i think it was called and she just had a lot of trauma built up so she took that on and then she told me mom i really think you need to do this and so it wasn't until after about five years, I went into the EMDR therapy and last year, um, so it was about a seven month process of me going almost every other week. And, um, it's, it's you, uh, the way my EMDR DR, um, therapist worked. She put these things in my hands. They were like these little things that would, um, vibrate off and on. And she would ask me questions. I had to close my eyes. It wasn't like I was in a trance and half the time I was pouring <laughs> pouring out tears like i can't even rem- i don't even there was so many it was could have been buckets of tears throughout those seven months i can't even i could have like filled part of lake mead <laughs> i'm serious it was it was unbelievable how much was stuck inside wow. that i didn't think was there i mean i cried every single day for the first year you know after losing my son so i couldn't possibly have anything left but it was all stuck inside. And, you know, that we have this, this way about us, I think, as women, that we feel that we have to be strong all the time. And even when we go through something terrible like that, and that's so untrue, like we have to feel and we have to, we can't, I like to say, we have to feel it so we can heal it. Yeah, <laughs> because if we that. don't mm-hmm. feel it truly, then it, we're never going to get better. And that's kind of where it was at. And I did have in my head, like, I'm never going to get better. And no, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to get over losing my son. That's never going to happen, but I can function better now knowing that so much of that subconscious stuff that was inside of me and trauma has been taken away. And I don't really understand what was happening, but like I would the first month or so it was a blur and I just was emotionally drained every single day. Like it took every part of me out. I went to Pilates because that was my only way I could exercise. I mean, I went for walks too, but it wasn't like I could really function on strength training or anything too hardcore, like hit or anything like that. It was just like, okay, I'm going to move my body a couple times a week and walk a little bit here and there. But that was about all I did other than therapy. And, you know, of course, run my business the best way I could at that time. And, um, and just be a, you know, be a wife and a mom and stuff like that. My kids are older, but they're, you know, they still need me. And, um, and so it just, it just was very uh, interesting. Like, I don't really, I can't explain it and how it works, but it worked. And, and little by little, I just started feeling like this refreshment. Like it was like, you know, I mean, I wasn't having to do my breathing exercises as much because I was doing those every day and it was helping, but it wasn't helping as much, you know, as the EMDR and everything just started to feel like better. Like I was starting to feel like old Mary and it's so sweet that you say that Jessica, that I was, you know, joyful or, you know, positive because I didn't feel that way at all, you know? So I don't know. I just think that naturally is the way I am, but inside my, inside of my body, I didn't 
feel that way. And it was terrible. It was terrible because like, that's the way I want to be. And that's the way I think I'm made to be. But when you're feeling that way, and when someone's depressed or has a lot of grief, um, they can't really get it out. And I felt like EMGR did that for me, um, as well as just being a little bit more honest with myself and other people and letting and putting up really good boundaries and like giving myself only so much to do, you know, um, because when you when you're suffering with grief and it doesn't matter if somebody like lost their child 10 years ago, if they didn't take care of this healing, they're still going to feel the same way. And I've realized that. And there's there's still bad days. I'm not like all sunshine rainbows now. It's not like that, but it's definitely better. I mean, I couldn't even say Cooper's name or tell any part of our story and without bawling and just losing it, you know, and now I'm able to say somewhat of it. I don't like to go into a lot of details because that's really hard still. And my therapist said, I don't have to. She's like, you know, you can get to it. No, just enough. no but, I, but I think it's it's part of your story. And I love that you share about Cooper just as far as part of your your story, because I think that helps break shame. You know, or even when I say about my, my miscarriage, no one talks about anything. And then you don't know. Right. But just to say, like, you know, I, I had a son, you know he died of childhood cancer or, and I, so I started my business and, you know, I mean, just like that you're sharing that I think is so incredibly powerful and there's so much strength and vulnerability and, and you're right. You don't have to go into it and, and you know, and people are inappropriate, right? Yeah, we don't yeah. have to go into, into details, but just sharing that because I think then, um, I think that's helpful and healing for others, right. When we share our story. Absolutely. And and there's a part of a, of a mom that has lost their child it, that they never want to not include that, that other person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that makes me cry because if like, I can't just be like, I have three girls. Yeah. I can never do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you never, ever want someone to forget your child. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people forget, you know, like they think that they don't, you don't want them to be talked about because they're nervous. They're like, Ooh, I don't want to say his name or, you know what I mean? But that's the, if I could give anyone advice, that is the very last thing that a grieving mom or anybody that's lost a person that they love wants. Because they want to hear your story that you have about your their son Absolutely. or their child or their mom or their dad, you know, like whoever they love. They want to hear that story because that makes them feel completely part of their life still. Because I'm still a mom of four. Yeah. My, my son just lives in heaven. Yeah. He's still my son every day. And that you, you're doing the work, right? You're doing the work. And I think that's so evident, right? That you yeah. can... I love the way that you talk about Cooper and I, 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 it seems to me that you've struck that balance, right. Of being able to, to be able to celebrate yes. his life and to still bring him into conversation and talk about that. And I, I think that's so healthy, you know, as a therapist, people, 
hide things. And that's Mm -hmm. so terrible for us. And to be transparent and share that. And the more you do that, that's just part of your story and part of who you are. And, and, and again, there's no shame in it, you know, I think that's just incredible. No, I don't. I just, I always just talk about my son. Like, I don't always say he passed. I just talk about him. Like if someone asked me, you know, how many, because the hardest question for, for a mom that has lost a child is how many kids do you have? Because we always kind of like, you know, like, what are we you know, like I don't that what happened to me in Target the very first time someone said that to me after Cooper had passed. I was in line and this lady was talking to me and she asked me that question. And it wasn't the best situation. Because <laughs> I started looking at her like, oh my God, it just took me down. But you know, people don't realize that that question can be harmful to somebody who's just lost their child or anybody. Oh, yeah. As well as you, like even a miscarriage, that was your child and it's hard, you know? And I think that's the, the, the thing that's changed me a lot is I'm much more compassionate when it comes to talking with people. And, you know, I don't ask questions like that because even the question, like a question like, oh, do you have kids? Because what if that person can't have kids or they're trying or they don't want to have kids? You know what I mean? Like those might be questions that hurt. So I've learned to just, you know, just be really quiet at times and just be a listener. And it definitely small talk is not my favorite thing, but, um, but, you know, I think it's taught me to just be a different person in that way and just have compassion for people's the way they want to live their life. Maybe they don't want children. I shouldn't ask the question. Do you have, I think (laughs) you you don't mean to, but it's like, you know, we've talked about um, like the taming or how society puts, you know, all these rules on us and you don't mean to, but like, are you married? Are you, you know, like you ask a question, like, what do you do? Are you married? Do you have any kids? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to have more kids? And it's like, you don't even realize you're just like, you could be spewing out shame and guilt and harm to people, but that's like what society put on you. And so that's such a good point to bring up, like just of us being very mindful and purposeful when meeting people and, and thinking about, whether we're putting kind of shoulds out there, you know, if that makes, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do agree. And I think like too, it, it, it can be like, you're having this great day <laughs> and then something like that happens and whew, you know, it just mm-hmm. takes you down. So mm-hmm. I'm really cautious about how I speak with people now. And I just kind of, you know, I sometimes even just the word, how are you is kind of tough because you just, it's so like, we can't just be like, dang, I, I'm having a terrible day. <laughs> like who does that? You know? And, um, but now I do do that, especially with people that I know well, I don't just say that because a stranger at target, but, right. um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just easier for me to say, you know what? I'm having a terrible day today and, and that's okay. You know, I'm missing my son and I'm having to really crappy day and it's okay to be like that it's okay to not be strong and it's okay to just um you know it's okay to not be okay right it's totally okay to not be okay and I was fine with not being okay but so I will say it's okay to not be okay but I feel like it is your responsibility to get okay yeah. And I never exactly. thought that way. I didn't because I, to be honest, I wasn't a huge therapy fan. Um, but I am now. And I, I do really, uh, 
think that EMDR changed my life because it taught me to not hide my feelings as well as it got out all that stuff in my subconscious, which I think a lot of us hold, you know, things from our past. And it could be that you don't even realize it as an adult, what you're doing, you know, because it's something that you hold on to from your childhood. And so it's all of that that it does to help you to bring that out. And, um, and it just, you know, the gut health and the, the, um, brain health and all of that comes together because if you're still, even if you're doing all those things, like I said, you know, eating well, moving your body, breathing and, and eating good foods and taking supplements, it's going to help some. And like you said, Jessica, like that's what I was doing. I was doing all those things and I was, you know, trying my best to exercise all the time because that does help some. Um, and then of course, helping other people is something that I sometimes do too much of. And um, I was doing all that, but I forgot to help me. And I realized this last year, after five years of, you know, the loss, it's going to, you know, it's been six years now, but um, it was time for me. It was time for me. And my kids were, you know, pretty much all pretty good. And I was okay. It was okay to say, you know what? I need to take care of me now. It's time. And that's well, I what think, I think everybody. Yeah. And you bring up a great point that there are all kinds of therapies too. Like I think pe people think of just traditional talk therapy, mm -hmm. but that's what there are therapies, right? Like I know, cause I'm more familiar with brain spotting, with brain spotting, you're just like looking at a brain spot, you know, like if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk, right? There, there are powerful interventions that we can do that are all different not necessarily just kind of, you know, talk therapy. And also when you say like, moms, you know, this is what Kelly and I always talk about too. But when you're saying moms always need to be strong or saying everything's fine, it's like, I, I love vulnerability and I love honesty. And if more of us could be like, you know, how are you doing today? You know what? I'm not doing that great. We're, you know what we like, I burnt breakfast. I'm not, you know, like, I don't know how we're going to manage finances this month. And, you know, and my, my son's out of control or, you know, whatever it is that it's just like, okay, my, you know, wow. Cause I thought everything was perfect and everything was wonderful in that person's life. And it's like, okay, we're not, you know, I'm not a failure who like someone else is struggling too. Yes, absolutely. I think we, if we all did that, it would be a better world because I think it would be less pressure for everybody. And I think, yeah. you know, especially these last years or whatever, where, social media is so prevalent and you know a lot of people are putting out there that everything's perfect but it's not and right. it's not perfect for any of us no. <laughs> you know and I think that it, the more that we can just be open and honest and maybe get away from that social media world and just be like, hey, you want to go have coffee and just be with someone and have a friendship, like, you know, talk with somebody that you truly want to talk to. If you feel like doing that, um, I think you're going to get a lot more out of that, you know, I mean, that human connection. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I love and it's like, that's what was happening for you, too, that like you were saying, it's 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 on you to heal. And you were like, I was doing all of the things and it wasn't working. And I think that's important for us to always be reevaluating and troubleshooting. Like I still, I'm doing all the things, but it's not filling me with joy. It's not filling my cup. It's not working. And that's okay. Right. Then we re we look at it again. And as we go through the life cycle, what worked five years ago doesn't work now. And that we're always kind of re-exploring that. And mm -hmm. I wanted to touch into, um, 
anything that you're kind of reading, watching, listening to, um, that, that helped you on your journey or that that's, you know, really got you motivated right now? Um, yes. Well, I, my faith has always been a part of my life. And so I read scriptures, you know, and, and, um, to be honest, when I was in deep in grief, that was the last thing I wanted to do. And sometimes people are like, you just need to get into the Bible or you need to do this. And I mean, they have well-meaning things that they could say to you to, they, they're trying to help. I'm, I mean, believe me, I think everybody's intentions are good, but that is at least the last thing you should ever say to them. <laughs> going through that kind of a situation, you know, because their journey is their own. And, and so for me, like now, when I feel like, you know, reading the Bible or reading, you know, scripture or devotional, those kind of things help me personally, because it reminds me like of, of where my strength comes from me personally. Um, and then I love the book, um, it helped me a lot. I'm, I'm actually super like active. I'm not much of a book reader where I sit still. So I like to do audio books. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We do. Um, big fans. I'm a huge audio book person. I don't think I would read ever if I didn't have audio book. I even listen to my Bible sometimes like that. If I'm really feeling like listening cool. to something like, in, you know, it doesn't always work for, for people, but I, for me, I love walking and listening to books, mm-hmm. That's just nothing. but I like the Mel Robbins book, five, four, three, two, one. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. The five, yeah. five second, um, is it five second rule or five? Five second rule. It, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a little yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking of her thing, but, um, with five, four, three, two, one is, is what she mm-hmm. says to do. Like if you're stuck and I found that I was stuck a lot and I used that, quite often, um, you know, to get out of bed, put my feet on the floor, go for a walk, go for a little workout. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I started going to Pilates studio too, because if I had the appointment, we just go, we get charged if we don't go. That's a really good way. That's why I'm going. (laughs) Right. Go work out because you don't want to get charged the money if you don't show up. So I, that was, that was a grief, um, you know, way of me getting my and then usually after I got done I would want to go for a walk if it wasn't too hot you know or something you know because it's like once you start doing one thing like I got out of bed okay now I'm going to Pilates or I'm going to the gym or I'm going to you know go for a walk with my friend or whatever then you feel like I feel like you can just like you know get better all throughout Mm -hmm. the day and it doesn't mean you won't get stuck again but I love her book for that reason she definitely cusses a lot in the book it's super funny but I just I mean it doesn't really affect it doesn't really like offend me but some people I'm just letting them know (laughs) but she's she's I don't know if you follow her on social media she's really good she has a lot of stuff out there too that just helps helps people and she's talk about vulnerable I feel like she's a very real Mm -hmm. person absolutely yeah, that's she a great kind of one. just tells it how it is. And she definitely struggles with anxiety and different things, you know, which a lot of us struggle with. So, um, there's a really good book, actually, that I'm reading right now. I should tell you about this. It doesn't have anything to do with grief or being, you know, stronger, but it has to do with your health and it's called Life Force. Um, and it's by Tony Robbins and a whole bunch of his team. Hmm. It's like literally the longest book of all time. <laughs> like it's almost like a Bible or something that you have to like take parts of it. And, but I'm listening to it. And because of it, I still have, I have like five credits on my audible because I, I'm still trying to get through oh, this book. Man. It's so interesting, okay. but it's also very lengthy. Mm. I feel like they could have cut it in half and it still would yeah. be interesting. But probably spin off 20 books after that book. 
Well, Mary, yeah. I think it's, you're also such an inspiration because you never, we talk about it a lot where you never stop learning, right? Always seeking more information, always seeking ways to sort of broaden your horizons. Um, I love your story and I love hearing about your products too. I can't wait to try them. I, Jesse introduced me to the bone broth. That's what you brought, right? In Cooperstown, Jess? Yeah. That was the, really good. Um, the bone broth collagen. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I was, I was it's you so really easy to use too. Like the collagen, I, I use. So there, we have a multi collagen too. So the the I, the multi collagen helps with like the skin more um, okay. for us older ladies, and also the joint health re recovery from exercise. So what I do is I put a scoop of the multi collagen in and a scoop of the bone broth in my coffee, and then I just add a little bit of almond creamer and froth. You have to use a frother because um, our 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 collagens are not going to mix like everybody else. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because we don't put any additives or preservatives in there. And a lot of them do. And that's why it mixes so good. Mm, okay. um, the multi-collagen will mix pretty easily, even with a spoon. But I always just like to use the frother because it makes it all frothy. But um, the bone broth won't because it it does it has a much more denser, you know, so it might get clumpy if you don't mix it up. Um, or you could just put that, those two, and I use our greens and I put them all into a smoothie. You know, I do mm. that too. Sometimes I'll take a scoop of each twice a day because I love it so much. Um, and then the ashwagandha and the vitamin D plus K2, I just take, you know, one and two in the morning and one vitamin D. And then I take the, the ashwagandha at night. So those are all the products we have right now. But we're going to be um, coming out with more um, coming soon, uh, little by little. The pandemic really took me for a loop. So <laughs> it was a while before we came out with a new one. But because um, we're just a small company and I do give uh, quite a bit of money towards childhood cancer research because that was my husband and I's, uh, you know, mission to do. And I'm very, very proud to say that because um, our company, it's been about, it's, I think it's five years now, almost five years in September, we've given close to 50,000 wow. um, childhood cancer research. And we give to the St. Baldrick's Foundation, which is a wonderful, wonderful childhood cancer foundation that helps with research grants and all those kind of things, um, which is highly, highly important because our government only gives 4% um, currently to childhood cancer research, which is disgusting. And I want to make a change to that. Um, and, uh, you know, so... Yeah. So, um, cause my heart was to always help everyone. And that's my, like during Cooper's treatment, <clears throat> I actually started a nonprofit, which wasn't, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> and, um, it was, it was to help the families in town. And so I did that for a little while, um, for the, pretty much the whole time Cooper was sick and, um, it just helped families along the way. I get, gave them grants. I raised money. Um, we did like, I don't even know how I did that, but anyways, I did let that go after 2017 and that was something I thought of, but, um, my friend ended up taking over it and she has a different one. And she does the very same concept where she's helping, you know, families with childhood cancer affected by childhood cancer. Her um, foundation is called kindness conquers and she goes to the hospitals and she helps the kids and she helps, um, her name is Carrie and uh, she was changed by my story and she decided to start it because she can do it because she hasn't been through childhood cancer like I have and it's just too much for me now so that's why we get to research because I feel like that's a huge hugely important and um, that we need to you know hopefully the kids will stop getting childhood cancer because um, about every two minutes a child gets childhood cancer. Mm -hmm. So it's really not as rare as everyone thinks. Um, right. It's pretty devastating. Right. 
You know, Mary, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to share your story and to share your passion for wellness and longevity. I'm so excited to see what products uh, Warrior Strong Wellness is going to be coming out with next. And hopefully we can get Kelly on board with getting get some ashwagandha going, Kel. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Yes, I do truly, truly now feel joyful. I really do. I'm not taking it. <laughs> I'm not feeling terrible inside, even though I'm kind of acting like I'm joyful. I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm thankful and it feels, you know, it does feel less heavy on my chest, like that shame and, you know, of that feeling like, oh, I'm just feeling terrible, but I'm great. I'm feeling great. And there's going to be days that I'm not, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, yeah. so yeah, thank you so much for letting Thanks me. Thanks for sharing your, your story. story. <laughs> You'll have to come back on again, especially as you add new add new products out there too. We want to hear about them. Thank yeah. you so much, Mary. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Have, have a great day. Wonderful day. Bye-bye. Yeah, Bye. you too. Bye. Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com.